Welcome to Colcast, episode ten. Right? We're 10. in double digits now. No, we made yes. it to ten. Yeah. yeah. Nice. The hacky holidays. Is that what we're going with? Yeah. Hacky hacky holidays. Hacky holidays. We wish you a hacky holidays. We, we wish you a hacky holidays. holidays. Yes, we, we are here, you. and Nate is here again uh, yeah. from Texas. Welcome I am back. here. Yes, did I'm back. Nate just referred <laughs> to himself. I did. He did. <laughs> I wanted to I bring that, that up ASAP. Yeah. Well, that's that's a big piece of the <laughs> yeah the puzzle of where have we been? Right. Uh, where have you been? Texas, right? Yeah. Dallas ish. Yeah, Dallas in the How's Dallas it area. It's been good. It's been good. It's nice, nice weather there. It's really nice there. Nice. We have our guests here, Talis. How do you say your last name? Do you want to put your last name on the air? Sure. How do you say your last name? It's Ozels. Ozels. Yeah. I'm, I've known you for so long, but I still don't can't get the. I'm Ozel. offended. <laughs> <laughs> and then we're here with Ryan Villarreal. Yes, that is correct. Also, some <laughs> some would say Galifianakis, but uh, a lot I of people would it. say that. Yeah, yeah. I've been stopped randomly on the street. They really? would be wrong. Wow. But, yeah. I think it's the beard. Yeah, it's the beard and the eyes. And yeah, for some, sure. Somewhat the voice. You ever like get into like cool areas because you just say you're got Zach Galifianakis? No, but I want to. You should? Yeah. Social engineering. That. Yeah. 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 That would really work. I actually thought about doing that for one of my, my first physical pen was signing autographs because it was at like this mall. Oh, that would be really <laughs> I'll smart. trade you my autograph for your password. <laughs> <laughs> Write down your password on my picture of you. So what you guys been up to? Work stuff. What what you got going on? In terms of work, I mean, we're this is our busy season, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of companies are trying to get their end of the year budgets down to zero. So I think we've been pretty booked up with work. Um, extracurricular stuff. I mean, we've just I've been studying a lot, and I know Tallis has too. What are you studying for, Ryan? Uh, I'll be taking the OSCE soon. Oh snap! Oh yeah. nice, nice, nice. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about it. Like <laughs> after the start of the year. Like uh, next no. week. Next week. Oh, you're taking this, this week, actually. Really? You're taking the course or the exam? The exam's on Friday. Oh, shoot. Are you done yeah. with the I course? I have no idea. Done yeah. the videos yeah. and all I that? I ran through it a couple times. I feel pretty comfortable with my x86 assembly now at this point. So Sweet. Nice. Hopefully. Nice. I'll be able to pass first try. Isn't that like a 48-hour one? It is. Okay. Just like the AWAE one is. Okay. And that's the web app one that has the test that Tallis took, right? AWAE is OSWE. Yeah. And you're fresh off of it. Like, when when did your exam... So, Tallis, you took it for our viewers. You just took the AWAE um, from Glorious Offsec. Beautiful company. (laughs) Flawless. I love Offsec to death. We've talked about this test, actually, on Colcast before. Um, That's a good point. So, we actually have somebody that took it. So, Talis, you just took it, like, last night, right? You haven't slept yet, right? (laughs) I got some sleep, but I'm still feeling a little rough right now. (laughs) Yeah. How long, how how many hours is the exam? So, the exam's 48 hours, and then you get 24 for reporting, but uh, I didn't get enough points to pass, so I uh, am not reporting right now, so. Okay. 48 hours of actual test time, though. Were you really at it 48 hours straight? Just about. I mean, last like probably two hours or so, I kind of knew I wasn't going to have enough points. So I kind of started wrapping up around there. But uh, I I mean, I still got sleep. And uh, I mean, like, yeah, I took breaks for sleep and took a couple breaks. But yeah, like overall, I was staring at a screen for almost the whole time aside from sleep. That sounds right. Yeah, you can't do it like the OSCP where you try to like go 24 hours straight. You have to sleep in between. Start hallucinating and stuff. Yeah, your mind will. I had to sleep for OSCP too. I mean, like I took breaks and stuff. I think I went like 18, 20 hours on OSCP. Oh, man. 
I want to I want to ask you too, since it's so fresh, like, and there's I know there's tons of viewers that are probably just going to be getting around to taking it, probably, and they have a, a good deal on it too. It's like, uh, like one thousand one hundred ninety nine bucks now. They have a they have a deal on it or something right now. Um, so I think there's going to be a lot of people wanting to know like a strategy on, um, you know, how to how to address the um, the exam or whatever. So do you have any advice for people looking to take it? Um. Yeah. So uh, I guess or how to be careful approach. what you say here. I yeah, know, I'm right? trying to choose my words wisely. I don't want to give away any spoilers or anything. But um, yeah, just uh, knowing the web app, like uh, understanding like how to associate like what's going on with the like certain functions in the web app, and actually tracing um that like down to the code, and like kind of just being able to go back and forth between those because um, I, I did mostly uh, like black box testing or like gray box testing like no source code analysis before this with web app testing so just uh yeah kind of combining those two and like really like yeah re- really just understanding how to follow the code was uh, the hard part for me so. is okay. it mostly php code that's what i've heard or is it a bunch of stuff like the core yes not the course or the exam uh, i think he's talking about the course because most people have said it's the when you generally yeah. ask about the course they say yeah, it's just a ton of PHP code. That's what I've heard about the course. I don't know about the exam. Um, yeah. yeah, so it covers more than that. It okay. does, yeah, JavaScript, PHP, um, uh, Java.net. Oh, stuff. nice. Yeah, okay, it goes cool. through a lot of things. Did you did you have a uh, like a plan for like your time? Because a lot of people, some people will like write out every single minute that they're going to spend, you know, before they take the exam. Like, did you have like, okay, at hour eight, I'm going to sleep for t- two hours or, or did you just kind of just go in? Um, so I started like Friday night. So I, I didn't really like, yeah, I didn't ration my time down to like that detailed, mm-hmm. um, pretty much just like started, took a look at, um, uh, yeah, t- took a look at it the first night. I think I went for probably, uh, like five hours or so and then just got like a full night's sleep and then woke up and, uh, went at it. So, but, um, yeah, I don't know. I just started with uh, one of the machines and went until I uh, got uh, a shell on it. So <laughs> nice, but, yeah. nice, nice. Does it end up like uh, in theory? If you do it all right, do you get root, or is it just like you just get a shell and that's it? Um, so yeah, the the one I got was uh, just a, a low prev user. Okay, because um, I mean, oh. in that case, it would also require like network test type stuff, like OSCP like stuff you're doing prev esque. I would think. Yeah, I didn't know if they did privesk either. Yeah. Um. N- uh, no, that it was uh like any privesk would have just been like within the web app, like trying to go from a low priv to a high oh. priv uh, user. Um, but I think cool. yeah, um, it wasn't yeah, it wasn't really necessary uh, to do the network stuff. It was all web app. Sweet. Do you feel like so far it's helped at all with your work at Coalfire? Yeah, definitely. I, I learned a ton from it. Um, I definitely felt like the the exam was really difficult um and there's definitely more i would have done to prepare for it um but well yeah i mean yeah hindsight i know what's on it now so i know <laughs> what i need to focus on but um but yeah it definitely helped my web app skills a lot i feel um like i was learning a lot with that so sweet what that's about sweet, you man. with the osce ryan uh, i mean that's the thing like i want to do the osce but i've heard that it's a lot of like assembly type stuff which we don't really get the opportunity to do too often yeah, I would agree with that. Um, on a day-to-day pen test, um, you know, I'm pretty heavily focused on like web apps as well, but it's just been kind of a personal goal of mine to take this course. It is pretty heavy on x86 assembly, so it's a little bit dated, but I th- I kind of consider it like a 
like stepping stones, right? So I'd like to eventually move my way up into 64-bit stuff. Um, so the course was pretty detailed in like uh, writing. It's almost like exploit dev stuff, right? So uh, like actually fuzzing an application, looking for like uh, different types of buffer overflows and then uh, figuring out ways to like actually exploit those like from the, you know, start to finish. Nice. And then they have the OSEE after that. Is that 64-bit or is that That like... is 64-bit. Oh, okay. Cool. And I believe it's more tailored towards like, especially like Windows. I think it's actually called like Windows Advanced Exploits. <clears throat> oh, I would like to take it if I can pass this course, but... Yeah. That one's only have... offered at Black Hat, too. It's not offered online. Yeah, oh, wow. That's true. And the web app one was like that until recently, right? Correct. Yeah, they just released it this summer online. Yeah, I thought they had OSWE, which is advanced. Uh, that's web app. Yeah, that's the one I just took. Okay. And then they have they have something with advanced Windows exploitation. And then they that's have EE. Uh, exploitation expert or something. That's EE, right? I thought yeah, that was that's EE. EE. Yeah, well, that's so, what's confusing is they yeah. have like the class name and the cert name, correct? Right, which right. is different acronyms. So that throws me all the time. Yeah. Okay. They also have the WP, which is the wireless professional. Which you have. Yeah. Which I do have. So OSWP test or yes. is that a yeah. different thing? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's the wireless. It's wireless. There. I've heard that one's pretty dated too. It It is indeed. Um, <laughs> it web? I mean, I'm not Stuff saying yeah. web isn't available because like true. if you ever do any war driving just like look for wireless uh broadcast you know things while driving around theoretically see web quite a bit but no one good. does that here at this company no i'd really like to see the uh offset kind of update that course because i really enjoy wireless things and uh being able to attack like wpa like enterprise stuff is really important nowadays so I'm mm. sure they have something, you know, there's all secrety and Batman, Batcave stuff going on. So I'm sure they have something. They're probably updating it right now as we speak. That would be cool. I'll take it again. Do they have 100%? Do they have peep and like, uh, like radius Wi-Fi stuff on it? No, it was mostly just web and WPA. Okay. They're not going to be too busy with Christmas either, from what I understand, right? They're based in Israel, so <laughs> they, don't do, they don't do that, right? Uh, I think they have Hanukkah. Yeah, but that's already gone, right? No, uh-huh. no, 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 it's, it's coming up. Coming I don't know what Hanukkah is. I think it's actually the 25th. I have to look it up again myself. Oh, nice. That's I cool. should know. They probably will be busy. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> Speaking of busy, but, is anyone going to be well, doing Well, this episode's coming down. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you can't talk about Hanukkah, guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Cut, cut. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Speaking of holiday activities, is anyone going to be doing the Sans holiday hack? I was wondering about that too. I think I will try and check it out. It's not out yet. No, I, I was hoping it, it was out. Isn't it like this week or next week or something? Though? They announced really at the soon. start of this week, I think, that they were doing it this week. I think that's right. I usually try to do a little bit of it, but since you know holiday times, usually time for family and whatnot, I don't get, I don't get the time to like really dive into it. But they've always been so much fun. Like mad props to Sands for like spending all their time, uh, like you know, working on these. Uh, hack challenges like uh, one time I ran into Ed Scotus at DerbyCon and I was just commending him about it and he goes we like to joke around at the Sands offices saying that all of our training courses just fund the holiday hack challenge oh like, they put a lot of money in it oh yeah he said I mean it's like their pride and joy as well so oh that's awesome yeah but, those challenges are fun I just never end up doing them because like I get turned off by the amount of like non-hacky type stuff there is in 
getting initially started. Like you have to watch a lot of cutscenes about Santa Claus and stuff, which is fun, but well, I mean it depends on the year too. They try to change it up quite a bit actually. That's true. Um but I mean also you gotta have like an entry point for everyone, right? Because yeah. Sands does cover a lot of courses. Everything from like beginning pen testing all the way up to like really advanced. Yeah, they got like management certs. stuff too yeah. that Yeah. Now for our viewers that don't know, like what exactly is that? So I believe it's like Sans uh, puts on a CTF style um, kind of fun activity every year, and they call it the Sans Holiday Hack Challenge, I believe. And um, okay. like I said, they put a lot of money into it. So I believe last year you were like a little eight-bit character guy playing a video game, and you'd like walk around in this video game esque CTF that's online. So you'd be seeing other people, like you could emote to other people mm. and whatnot, and then you would go into certain doors and then there would be activities where you had to go find like a flag or something. So you're doing like uh, CTF style challenges. And then if you got those correct, you would be able to go into other doors and then leaderboards type stuff, you know, pretty standard. That's really cool. Yeah, it's super fun. Yeah. Is it free or do you have yeah. to pay? Oh, wow. I think I've actually seen those. So yeah, I forgot what the last one was called, though. Some something holiday, I don't know. Sans Holiday Hack Challenge, possibly? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah, that's what they call it. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of CTF stuff, you guys just got back from a sort of CTF type thing, right? It's like uh, you guys were attacking and some kids were defending. Cyber Force. So, wow. Cyber Force. Cyber Force. Is that what it's called? Yeah, that's yeah, what, it's that called. what it's called. Yeah. Cyber Force. That sounds of, that sounds like a like a cartoon or something. It does oh, a little yeah. bit. Did you guys get badges and little cyber guns? <laughs> no cyber guns. We did get some badges. We got uh, some badges and a oh, t-shirt. That's so cool. Nice. nice. That's yeah. awesome. Was that a pretty fun time? Yeah, it was sweet. Um, so we went to uh, NREL, which is a National Renewable Energy Laboratory in Golden, and um, so but this was like a nationwide thing. I think they had like what like wasn't there like 100 schools competing or something like that Yeah, 103 yeah something like that um but yeah so there's like i think six schools and um so we were on the red team for that so we got to actually hack the college students uh it's kind of similar to like uh like ccdc type thing so nice nice fun war stories you guys totally pwned some kids actually uh my school was very uh well prepared for it um they they put up a huge battle and uh i think i only probably got kind of like code execution on one of their windows servers for maybe like 30 minutes the whole day so they did a great job and i was able to debrief them on it afterwards which was also a lot of fun because they were all asking me questions like you do this every day and like you get to have this kind of fun i'm like oh yeah you guys gotta you gotta do this you know this is the path you want to go down because it was super fun they were excited to know how i did it and how they could fix it and stuff i got you know contact information from all of them which was super cool i'd love to go out and like help train them up for next year because uh you know they did pretty well but they could do better obviously but yeah how did preparation time work for that because when i did ccdc like the blue team didn't get any time to prep to look at the network red team got a few hours which was huge like difference yeah yeah i felt like this one was a little more even um which was nice uh i think didn't the students get like a at least a day or like a a week or something students got like a week or two yeah to actually harden their environments and look for um uh like any volumes that would be present and try to remediate them and keep like get their services up and secure um which is yeah definitely different than ccdc where it's just like you both get released and they they haven't even looked at it and we were just already have shells on everything you know yeah. <laughs> before yeah. they even look at it you know so, yeah. pretty lopsided yeah, yeah this competition was way less uh 
like towards the red team like centric i guess if you will nice. so i really liked the format honestly a little bit better than ccdc because being on I, I did ccdc in college as well like on the blue team team side and it was savage i mean i remember <laughs> quitting like halfway through the day oh man like, it's a bloodbath they were using like text to speech to like laugh at us and stuff. Oh. So I mean, it was it was brutal. Oh, <laughs> That's sad. But yeah, I really liked the Cyber Force. I would uh, be very honored if they'd invite me back again for sure. Oh, that's awesome! Is this your first time doing it, both of you? First year? Yeah, first year at Cyber Force. I think, yeah, I think you've done CCDC on the red team, right? Yeah, I did uh, the red team RMCCDC. I think that was in um, March of uh, this year. So nice. That was pretty fun. How did Nate, you, you did that too, right? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. When did we do? Well, you were that there was March, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I, was yeah, there, too. yeah I was yeah. there for CCDC. Yeah, yeah. I got to try the Cyberforce thing next year. This sounds uh, yeah, cool. that sounds really fun. Yeah, sign up early. I think it filled up pretty quick for yeah. the red team oh, volunteers. Gonna, we're gonna try to get Coal Fire to sponsor. Oh, that would be awesome. Yeah, because yeah. like there were a lot of uh, big name pen testing companies there that were sponsoring as well, and like you have all these like fresh kids coming out of college, graduating and stuff. Like that's there's some real talent there. Yeah, mm-hmm. some, some of those recruiters. kids are legit. Yeah, I'm really impressed with some of them. Talis, you, you, how did yours go? Um, yeah, it went pretty well. Um, they had like hardened uh, some of the machines, and then I got into a couple of the Linux machines, and was uh, it's it's always funny just like battling, like kicking their side. You can either like try to be like stealthy and like kind of lay low and get like your pers- persistence and stuff, or um, uh, just mean. yeah, or sometimes <laughs> it's fun to just like kick their sessions and like try to lock them out and stuff. So we did a little bit of both of that. Started ARP spoofing them, right? Yeah, we did. We, we were fighting dirty a little bit. <laughs> What sort of phones did you guys see? Like real stuff or like goofy SQL injection admin admin stuff? Yeah, they were um, they were kind of like uh, contrived, um, probably just because it's like uh, short competition. So, um, but yeah, I mean, like kind of like uh, like web uh, web server or, um, web application that could just like uh, had like arbitrary read and write for any files. Oh, this nice. root and like a uh, couple other things. Yeah, I believe they also tried. I mean, the, the competition was really neat in the way it was engineered because I think they were also trying to simulate some more real world stuff. Like, yeah, for did. example, there was like a what was that SMTP server that was open? Do you remember? Was it Free Wing Wing Free or? Oh yeah, there's I think Wing FTP. Wing FTP. That was what it was. And supposedly, if you sent, it was like an open SMTP, so you could send an email to it, and if you included the name or the in the title netcat it would open up a bind shell on a machine <laughs> wow. and basically it was it was supposed to simulate what would happen in a phishing attack right if oh, you send okay. an email and then get a shell out of it oh, okay. uh, so the kids were supposed to like try to notice that you know this was uh in here it was in the rules you'd have to look through it and try to like patch it or if you see any open like ports and stuff like that it should be working towards that yeah there were definitely some like real life phones in there too like just some some like older software that had like known phones in it so also, uh, what I really liked about it was that it was hosted entirely in Azure. So, oh. uh, yeah, I think they got some sponsorship from Azure or they were just paying for it. I'm not 100% sure. But so um, it was really neat that the kids were man- managing all these like cloud resources as well. So that's good. Yeah. Well, that sounds cool. Yeah. That sounds like a cool event. When was it? October or it was two weekends ago? Two weekends ago. Okay. Was that only then. Yeah. And you have to pay, did you have to pay anything to get into no, it? Actually, no, uh, no they they actually we uh, I can't. Who was it here at Coal Fire that got us signed up? Uh, I think it was Steven. Okay, yeah, yeah. So we, I mean, we got invites, and uh, unfortunately, the guy who kind of organized it for Coal Fire 
uh, realized after he did it all, got all the uh, submissions for people who wanted to volunteer that there weren't, weren't enough spots. So he didn't even get to participate. So I felt really bad about that. Oh, man. No. So, <laughs> dang. But yeah, I think next year there'll be maybe some more slots and stuff like that. Just gotta register early. Dang. All right. Yeah, yeah. I gotta keep my ears peeled. Uh, and it was in Colorado, right? Like you guys didn't have to fly out or anything for it, just. Well, so yeah, they had them at uh, the national labs, like across uh, the country. Um, there's a bunch of different locations, but yeah, we we did it at uh, at NREL, just yeah. uh, like 30 minutes south of here in Golden. I think- I think Argonne was the central location. That's where they kind of like developed the whole competition and where it started. But I know of at least, I know ORNL was in there as well, which is Oak Ridge, Oak Ridge National Laboratory. The only reason I recognize that one because I used to live there. So this place sounds cool. You mentioned like some AI driven bus or something at that place too. Is that right? Yeah, we got to tour the facility at NRL, which was, uh, yeah, it was pretty cool. We got really to see cool. a lot yeah, of stuff really they're doing. Really cool tech there. Yeah, they, they have like big AI old stuff. Uh, yeah, they have stuff. They have a big old supercomputer on models and stuff, and they have like this like 3D model room. And I still yeah. wanted one of those monitors. Yeah, they had nice monitors. It was like, like the big widescreen. Oh ones no, or? dude! It was floor to ceiling. I'm talking what? like 11 foot monitor, and I'm talking <laughs> not projection, full like LCD <laughs> screens that they had like combined together, and they had two of them. It was oh. the entire room. What for? Like, what were they using them for? I think it was for like simulation stuff. Oh shoot. That's spooky. They were showing us their like, uh, like, like cyber detection software and stuff like that, and the models they have off that. Just because uh, they do, um, like, uh, um, what's it called, like, uh, SCADA systems and stuff, uh, like, uh, oh, okay, actual like ICS systems. Uh, and they protect those. So they were just showing us the models they have for uh, their detections and stuff there. Yeah, it was really cool. It was like a three D map of basically this pseudo environment that they had built on like. I don't know if it was like Google Earth or what, but basically it had like different uh, like power generation utilities and then you had like a corporate office and it showed the traffic flowing. Yeah, like all the network monitoring. And then uh, the <laughs> mm. guy I was sitting next to would like hit a script that automatically would run like an NMAP scan or an SSH brute force and you would see like a little dialogue pop up and say like, hey, we're under attack and stuff. And they have like they showed like all the paths between like the physical buildings and stuff like that like simulate like the network and like one of them would like flat like like yeah flash red or whatever to show like oh like this being attacked or whatever that's pretty cool. It was, that is it, super cool. It was pretty cool. Were I, they being attacked a lot? Or I mean, I, I would assume so. Um, having come from like a government entity hmm. uh, in the in my past and getting to see like kind of the blue side of that, um, yeah, I mean the the amount of like attacks that originate from you know other countries is very high mm. very high so this is a government-owned national laboratory thing yeah, okay government sponsored is it a i mean what's yeah. it a laboratory for just like cyber security innovation stuff or um so nrl does um like yeah like renewable um and like energy um infrastructure oh. stuff so yeah protecting that and developing it and uh yeah building models to make it as efficient as possible and everything like that huh. i don't wow. think Every laboratory focuses on the same thing, but they're all very scientific driven and they're always pretty highly coveted positions yeah. because of kind of like what goes on there. Yeah, it's like nice. Department of Energy. I think, yeah, it's DOE, DOE sponsored. Yeah, I mean, if they're like the National Research Laboratory, that sounds cool. Yeah, it's It'd be cool. cool to say you work at the, you know. Yeah, I mean, their, their server, their high computing server was really neat as well. They um, were showing like how much, like, kind of horsepower, if you will, that they could do maybe like computationally, but then how little of energy it used compared to like other like actual like server farms and stuff and it was wild to see how like efficient it was 
I was going to ask you, Logan, about uh, pumpkin pie. How's that coming? Oh, yeah. So pumpkin pie ended up being changed to Swedish fish. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. That's right. And uh, right now it's in like a very experimental phase. Like I'm just Can you sort explain of, further? Oh, yeah, yeah. I guess I haven't really talked about it too much on, on, air, on yeah. Coldcast. Yeah. So I wrote a tool called Swedish Fish, and right now what it does, uh, for me at least, and since I haven't really distributed and had other people test it, I only know that it works for me. <laughs> but you point it at a website, and you say, clone this website to this server that I have and give it this domain name that I own, and it does it all. And it's pretty quick. Uh, it takes like five minutes to... So like, let's say you bought the domain fabebook.com you could say clone facebook.com to fabebook.com and it would just do it real quick in five minutes and then you can go and send out phishing emails and say hey here's facebook.com and it's really fabebook so so it's social engineering centric yeah yeah entirely yeah it's just a phishing automation yeah automates the process of cloning a website which is useful in certain scenarios but i'm realizing that like more real phishing doesn't always use like clone domains like a lot of people will do uh I don't know, like other stuff, right? They won't just clone some website. They'll make something up, custom. So, I don't know. It's very, uh, like, a specific use case. But it's it's pretty good right now. It works. It's just trying to get it adopted, like, company-wide is going to be a challenge because our phishing process needs some standardization. Yeah. I feel like you need some uh, creative ability, though, on phishing. Like, you need to have the ability to spin up what you want when you want it and mm-hmm. kind of go on that because, like, not every company is going to have the same response to a, you know, standard phishing template or just yeah. cloning a website. So, I mean, you really have to tailor it to each company. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's a challenge because, like, on one hand, yeah, you, you want the people running the phishing gig to have some creative like you said like a creative mindset and try to come up with a new and sort of unique way of doing the fish but at the same time you need standardization too because uh, otherwise like a point that was brought up to me before was that you might have one pen tester that does like a really cool complex smart fish that they're super proud of and another that sort of phones it in and then then you have like people paying the same price for a different service essentially so you kind of need fair. to standardize it yeah I don't know but it's pretty good other than that, yeah. I haven't really touched it in months. Well, the demo you showed me, it looked really good. That's why I asked well, about it. Well, thank you. Yeah, it looked good. Yeah. yeah. It's functional. I like, <laughs> I like fishing a lot more now. Like this last one I did, I did an engagement um, with a client. And I, the, my, uh, what's, the, what's the, the role play, the cadence thing? What's it called? The, the circumstance? The, oh, um, the um, pretext? Yeah, pretext. Thank you. The pretext that I had was uh, open enrollment rejection letter. Oh, so, yeah, I like nice. that one. But <laughs> I, th- I think the client may be telling the people about it. And it was only six users. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. Suck. Oh, gonna, if you get one person, your statistics are going to be huge. Yeah. yeah. So, nobody clicked on it, but I'm like, gosh, it was a really good fish. I feel like somebody should have clicked. I, I was going to click. If I got that, I would, <laughs> I would probably click if my. You know, because we just did open enrollment, you know, so if if we're going down the social engineering road, I've got a pretty good one. Okay, um, basically, I uh, sent out an email from a. OK, so I was targeting like, let's say, company A and company B was handling their human resources and their like benefits and stuff. Well, it, it was on the open Internet that they were using this product because it had like 
basically a redirect from their portal page to this company B. So I cloned company B's site mm. and said, hey, your information or like your address or whatever has been updated. And uh, if you haven't made this change, you need to sign in immediately. <laughs> and I got well over 50%. Oh, oh man. It was, God. it was bad. That's that really good. Brutal. What and was the uh, clone? Did you do like a typo or did you do? Because I've seen, I always capitalized on typos, but someone pointed out that doing like a different subdomain is better sometimes. Oh, yeah. I, I like that. I yeah. like doing uh, typo squatting okay. uh, for that, but then I will add on a subdomain as well to make it a little more. I mean, you can always do a subdomain with the company's name in it, mm-hmm. and then people see it and they're like, oh, well, then, I mean, it has to be real that way, but they don't realize subdomains. You can name whatever you want. Yeah. So I always had really good success with that. Nice. That's fun. Hmm. That's oh, good. yeah. Any like current events you guys are aware of? Any new hacks come out? I saw a Firefox O'Day, but found out it was dumb. Or, and I would add to that, conferences. Any conferences coming up that you guys know about? But what are you laughing about, Talis? You laughed. Oh, you were just saying that Firefox O'Day. Get all excited about it, and then you like read into it, and it's just like, oh man, that's not yeah. as cool. Like, yeah. yeah, it was on the top of NetSec Reddit, and I clicked, and I was like, O'Day oh, and Firefox 64-bit Windows current version. Oh my god! And yeah. then I look at the details, and it's like, yeah, you have to go into the uh, config of Firefox and enable this dumb security setting that's never enabled by default in order to get this oh, O'Day to work. So. so basically, you need to have admin access <laughs> exactly to get yeah. admin access yeah <laughs> yeah like who's going in and disabling a security feature in their firefox like the the feature wasn't even it was just like to enable handling of like large integers so, so why would that ever right yeah, yeah that's weird yeah i think reddit netsec has a very hit or miss um well the titles are hyped up like that too yeah Remember the one we were looking at the other day about the av bypass no, what was it? Oh yeah, somebody posted on NetSec and it got you know a good amount of traction. Where it was like, if you rename an EXE, oh, yeah. it'll bypass Microsoft a, uh, like Defender. And I was like, there's no way. Yeah, and, and so like I followed his tutorial to the T. By the way, there was a GitHub repo on how to rename a file, um, which was you know six <laughs> steps. Um, six steps. Yeah, that's all that was in it. Just a readme with how to rename. Readme how to oh. rename a file to bypass, and it was like six steps of showing like. If you drop a file on the disk, it will catch it. If you rename it, it won't catch it. It didn't work either. So I mean, like, didn't it only work for like downloading a file? But it didn't, like, it yeah, still kind of like you execute could download it. it. But yeah, yeah, I don't even know if it executed. I think it caught it after yeah. it hit disk though. For was sure. there some weird condition that you had to do, or it just didn't work? It just at didn't all. work. I don't know. It had like two or three hundred upvotes too, and like some comments, and I was just like. I wonder Very how confused. many stars that GitHub had. I don't know. I should go find it. <laughs> I'm star I got a tool. Defender bypass here, boys. Right. Save this one for later. <laughs> I, I got to fork it. Let me fork. <laughs> fork the readme. Oh, my God. That's too funny. Oh, man. So, anything else going on with you guys? <laughs> uh, you guys, uh, you snowboard. Yeah. You hitting the mountain anytime soon? Yeah, I probably go up this weekend. I didn't get to go this like past weekend because uh, OSW, which they got like a bunch of snow, so like, it's kind of sad about that. Especially since I failed, so <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it would have been cooler if I passed. I would have been like, oh, all right, that was worth it. But you know, yeah, drown your sorrows in the snow. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How do you feel about failing? Like, do you, what's your inner feeling about it? This got deep. Yeah, quick. I want to go deeper. <laughs> what does it. it mean to fail? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Because, you know, a lot of people take this, and a lot of people fail it, too. And some people just take it really hard. You know, I just want to know how you take it. Yeah. I mean, I think, like, everybody I know that's 
taken it didn't pass their first time like I don't, I don't think i know anyone that's passed the first time especially and there's a couple of people i know that are like better like better pen testers than i am and they still uh didn't pass so that's uh that was kind of like discouraging going into it just like oh man this, this is gonna be rough but uh that's funny because when because me and you were on that engagement together and um i remember i was uh, we got a new guy here, Michael, and you, I remember you were telling me about how good he was at web apps. First day he came, it was just like killing this web app or whatever. He got RCE, did a wonderful job. So I think it was me, you, and him or something was on this engagement, and I was looking at the report, and I was like, man, this Michael guy, he is just dominating. He's killing this client. Like, oh, my gosh, like, he's doing a wonderful job. Like, and you were like, yeah, which which section is that? And I was like, uh, it's this this app. He was like, oh, yeah, that, that's me. That's my section. I was <laughs> like, that's you? Dang. I was like, dang, Talos, you're killing, killing it. And nice. I, I think that was just shows like, you know, what, what you've learned so far in the OSWE or whatever is like, you're like night and day, like from how, my, my eyes anyways. How long have you been studying for it? Is it like a three-month thing? or? Yeah, so I did three months lab access, and then I had another couple of weeks before, like uh, between like the, when the lab finished and the exam, uh, and I was like, yeah, just kind of set up some stuff in my uh, on my home server and did that. I was uh, studying on that, so Man. three four months. Nice. What yeah. about you with the EE or CE? CE, yeah. Um, that one is sixty days, I believe. Sixty. Okay. Can only do thirty in sixty days. They don't give a ninety day option. They don't, and they don't have a fifteen day option either. I realized that when I went to renew for the last two weeks, and there was no lab. <sighs> oh for me. no! So that kind of sucked. Ouch! <laughs> oh wait, but, so like, did you pay for a renewal and not get lab access? Or no, I was okay. gonna like I had like you know created myself like a personal plan of like what I was gonna do in the last like two three weeks. I was gonna renew for fifteen days and just mm. hit the labs again really hard. But then I wound up not being able to do that. So. Uh, luckily a lot of that stuff you can replicate pretty easily on a windows vista box oh yeah i guess if it's like assembly stuff just find something that has a buffer overflow in it yeah you can go to exploit db and with their new like searching feature they have now is really helpful so you can look up specific like architecture type does it have the vulnerable app attached to the exploit and then you can grab all those things and like you know the exploits there so you should be able to find it and exploit it on your own so i've been doing that as well nice that's smart what about you, Nate? You said you were trying to drain your training budget before the end of the year. You find <laughs> hey, anything hey, cool? Hey, 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 quiet, quiet. <clears throat> but um, yes, I did sign up for some courses. Uh, I signed up for uh, EWAP, EWAP oh, one. Cool. Uh, so that's eLearn Security's uh, web app course. Nice. So have you started yet? I have not. I just signed uh, signed up for. I almost said signed in. Almost signed, signed up it. for it today, like right before Coldcast. That's why I was like kind of late because oh. I was doing that. I've heard uh, good things about it. Yeah, yeah. So have I. I need to like actually talk to some people who've taken the exam or whatever and passed or whatever just to see how what they did to study for and whatnot and like you know how hard the course. Because I really don't know too much about the layout. I'm just used to offsets, you know, stuff. So I just need a better feel for it. But I mean, I have the course now, so I can just check it out myself. But. Yeah, yeah, I have a really good friend who uh, took it, I think not too long ago. Um, one of my friends out east still. And I believe the court, the test is actually like a week long or something. Wow. Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. But it was like pretty intense. Like he was talking like, like he was just, you know, like rubber ducky kind of talking about it. So like just saying what he's trying just so he could acknowledge it. Not like I was giving him answers or anything. Oh, I couldn't okay. see it. Yeah. Right. But uh, yeah, he was working on it all week and put like some serious time into it. So. Don't yeah. let it fool you. It's not like an easy course. 
Is it like a, a lab-based exam? Do you know what the exam's like? Yeah. yeah. Hands-on? Not just like multiple choice? Right, right. That's nice. That would have been yeah. a crazy multiple choice if it was a week long. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, that'd be brutal. <laughs> Dude, thousand questions. You just got to leave and come back. C-I-S-S-P plus. Right, plus, 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 plus. I've heard the CPA is like that. It's oh, multiple really? choice, and it's like four hours or something, four or five hours. Oh, which one? The, uh, CPA. Oh, it's an accounting Crest? one. Oh, oh, yeah, really? not security not related CSPA. at all. But. The CISSP one is like six and a half or seven hours. It's multiple oh my choice goodness. Too. Oh, no, no, I've no. heard that one's kind of rough. I, I just can't. I'm Personally, I can't do the memorizing mm. multiple. I'm just not built for it. Yeah. At all. I just finished my AWS Solutions Architect oh, one. Oh, nice. That one's multiple choice. It's not that many questions, and it's only like two hours, but each question is like really long. That's the biggest challenge for me, I think. I wanted to give you a pat on the back for doing that, because that's Thank awesome. You. I, th- I think I heard somewhere that, or maybe it was the, <laughs> the podcast. Oh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was that um, some people can have, you know, pass with the same score, and some people can fail yeah, with the same Yeah, yeah, we did talk about that. Because yeah. AI, yeah. Yep. See, all the stuff I learned from that daggone Wait, episode. how does that work? You, you can get the same score as someone else, and one yeah, person passes? Yeah, Amazon uses some sort of proprietary, undisclosed scoring algorithm to determine who passes and who fails, and they don't say what it is, but, you know, being Amazon, being AWS, maybe they have a webcam that tracks your eye movements. And it's like, if you look at the wrong answer too long, you're a dumb dumb and you get points deducted. Like, we don't know. But they say that it's flexible and they tell you after the fact, like 24 hours after you finish the test, they email you a score report with the passing score and your score. But you get a pass fail, like as soon as you hit submit. So I found that I passed pretty quickly, but I was like, I don't know how much. So uh, yeah. <laughs> we'll it see. sounds like a lawsuit waiting to happen. Right? Uh-huh. Yeah, like somebody like, passes with a 71 and someone else fails with a 72. Yeah, like discrimination somehow. Or fails oh, with a 71. Yeah, that would be bad. Yeah, I my mind went there for a moment. But uh, like, I feel like standardized testing, like certifications, do they have to go through any sort of like legal? I don't know. If it's a private organization and they're certifying you, I guess you could certify someone whatever like i certify you ryan congrats but oh, not you Thomas. like <laughs> oh man you now I'm have a load in my resume <laughs> like, sweet roll certified <laughs> you put this on me after i'd already failed the osw oh, <laughs> no, no no sorry no, 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 certified. this weekend oh, uh, man. i would like to announce that i'm here by revoking ryan's certification <laughs> yes <laughs> wait i read that wrong you passed <laughs> yeah my, my algorithms were off i'm sorry <laughs> right right just email us and no that's funny <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, but those questions are long because they'll hit you with some stuff like, you know, a pizza company approaches you with a, an app idea and yada, 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 yada. Which of these AWS components would you combine and how in order to provide the best solution? And Oh, wow. Yeah, it's kind of long. but So they're testing you on your knowledge of the services that they provide, mm-hmm. right? The services okay. they provide and like how you would combine them strategically for different things because like a database can be used for like 20 different reasons and uh you know storage can be used for a million different reasons like you're storing something short term like memory or storing something long term like data archives so it's like how to combine these different things and why so this whole concept of solutions architecture is what they call it it's never occurred to me before i signed up for this class so i was like this is weird but it makes sense when you think about it. It definitely does. They have a lot of product offerings. So yeah. man, they do fifty or, wow. or more is what I saw last. That's yeah. the last updated number. Yeah, and their uh, what is it? Reinvent just ended recently. Yeah, I was reading a lot about that. They released some really cool uh, like security tools around like uh, I think identity management or something like where you could do specialized checks against 
what resources you have currently active are they configured correctly so that's really neat yeah like that big capital one breach that happened or the equifax thing or whatever it was that took advantage of that ssrf where you can access the aws metadata instance they put some protections around that i don't understand how it works but i guess they have like a cookie now that checks to make sure you're supposed to be able to access the metadata thing yeah that's good it's cool. Yeah, it's been a really like common theme for any, any SSRF. It's like in, in Am- <laughs> like AWS, like you get yep. Amazon metadata, and it's, it's pretty much like game over. Yeah, hit that IP, grab that cookie or key or whatever, and now you got God mode. Yeah, that's cool. They have protections for it now, though. Mm-hmm. It's gonna make our lives more difficult. Yeah, right. But maybe there's some way to bypass it or something. Yeah. Uh, so we had a an employee who, or I guess a couple of employees who were at was at. Um, AWS reinvent and uh, one of them uh, Brandon Edmonds he was showing me like some videos they had like some cool AI stuff that was being done and uh, I wanted to speak to you specifically about it because he said they had an AI driven air hockey game what because we just recently (laughs) played and I won so I want to make that did you like yeah make sure you added that just to make sure that's on the internet (laughs) Um, can you give someone like a negative certification like I I certify (laughs) you as (laughs) but yeah so you could there was like a line you could you could play this machine and it had like a 60 frames a second camera above it so it would detect where it thought the puck was going to be so it would move and you could play against it did anybody score on it i don't know but the video it was fast they need that with foosball oh foosball Mm. would probably be pretty hard to get ai to play i would think Nah, no nah. i don't know it's ai is crazy nowadays man yeah it is because it took so long to get ai to be able to even play chess correctly they still can't get an ai True. to play go correctly like chinese oh, yeah. checkers they can't figure it out so i don't know air hockey i guess i'm not that surprised because like pong has been around for so long yeah but yeah so I'm how long have you guys been with coal fire at this point you said like over a year right i'm, I'm actually coming up right on a year nice uh, a couple weeks show every year yeah, I think I've been here since early March. Nice. What were you guys doing before that? Were you like in security still doing pen testing or coming uh, from blue team or what? I want to hear your answer. Uh, so yeah, I, uh, after school I started as a the system administrator at a defense contractor. So I did uh, did that, did system administration for a while, and then I, I was traveling for a couple months uh, before I started here. Get traveling. that resume. Yeah. No, I'm sure it worked out for you. Uh, before this, I was out east, so in North Carolina, doing pen testing for a firm out there. Cool, nice. I wanted to ask y'all about, and this is jumping back several, several topics uh, to the RM. It wasn't RMCCDC or whatever. Cyberforce. Cyber Cyberforce. Yeah. Cyber Do y'all ever get into conversations with people about like trying to bring them to the dark side of like the red team? You oh, know, yeah. pen test. Like, what do you want to? Can y'all share your thoughts on that, like, about how the red side is just the best? I mean, there's not much to say other than it's the best. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I get to have fun why every do you, day. Why do you think people don't see that? Because I've talked to people on the blue side of the force, and they're just, I don't know, it's like a fog. Just like, I don't know, I can't explain it. I think the blue side's very important, and I'm glad there's people It's out very, there. very important. Very. Someone important. has to do it. And I think there's... Um, valuable people out there that are doing that but i mean we get to take baseball bats to applications every day and it's fun just to tear them apart i don't have to put them back together either i just get to make recommendations like hey your stuff's broken here's how you should fix it 
I'm not going to help you do that. I don't necessarily <laughs> know how to. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. I personally don't want to convince people to come to the red team because the type of people I want to work with are the type of people that would come naturally. Well, that's good. <laughs> I think the most, most of it is people not being aware. Like, like the, the, you know, there would just be blue analysts, you know. Oh, yeah, this is what I do. I secure, you know, I look at Splunk logs and all this stuff. And then like, oh, wait, Pentest, like you... Wait, you hack us? How does that work? You know, and then. But I guess you can only be in the security industry so long before you sort of naturally find out about true. pen testing. Yeah. True. Very like true. eventually, you're like, oh, your company gets a pen test, or you read about a pen test thing, or. Uh-uh. Sometimes I just feel like Palpatine. Like, <laughs> come, come. Yeah, come, come join <laughs> Coal Fire. Let's <laughs> hack companies. <laughs> I, that's just me. I just I don't know how to follow up on that. <laughs> you got to do your Palpatine impression now. Yeah, I not, cannot. Come on. I'm going to start dressing like Palpatine to work. Uh, just, <laughs> Go to Cyberforce dress like Palpatine I next need, year. I need more wrinkles on my face. Oh, yeah. You mentioned that you uh, debriefed the kids. Did you do that, too? Like, did you guys all get to debrief everybody? And Yeah, yeah. I think that was, like, probably the coolest part of it. Just talking to them, like, seeing seeing what, what they missed and what we missed and what they could have done better. And, uh yeah, where they did well and everything. So, yeah, it was pretty cool. Was there anything that you guys missed that they pointed out and you were like, oh. Yeah, there was a couple like couple things where like I wasn't really sure what was going on. So it was cool to talk to them afterwards and be like, what, what, what did this look like from like your side? You know, and like what, like, what was going on? Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I, I didn't I think I got like halfway through the day before I realized that they couldn't actually block my IP address because that's one of my concerns was they were just going to figure out who I was and just block my IP address and then game over. Right. Mm. But uh, so learning like how that system was architect architected, you know, to like work for the competition was really interesting. And then uh, they did tell me about like a username that I missed, which I may have been able to guess a password on, but yeah. I doubt it. It's cool. Um, like got, getting like kicked out of uh, like the system. Like I'd have a shell in the box and like think I deleted all their accounts or something, and then all of a sudden like I just get kicked and I'm out, <laughs> and then their passwords are changed, and it's just like what what what, what just happened? You know, it's like it's awesome. You know, it's like it's, it's a good feeling. It like it sucks because like obviously we're trying to hack them, but like it's a good feeling. You know, like I don't know. And it's cool talking to them afterwards, and being like how, like how'd you guys do that? Like how how'd you get it? Like how'd you get me out? So yeah, I thought it was fun. Yeah, definitely. Um, that reminds me. Uh, I think I actually did have a bind shell on their Windows machine at one point, and they never even knew I was there. So I was trying to go like you know low and slow, try to gain a little more persistence on that box. But then one of my teammates was a little too uh, cowboyish mm. and just went in guns a slinging. He started changing all the usernames and passwords, and then he started like deleting like their Microsoft SQL account. I was like, oh, no. you kind of slow down, man. And so. Uh, Did he delete the service that was vulnerable so you can get back into it? That is also true. (laughs) (laughs) He modified the RDP connection so that way we couldn't use like uh, basically what was a uh, sticky keys exploit that was set up ahead of time. So like we couldn't even connect to the RDP server anymore. And uh, it kind of made our day a lot more difficult for sure. That was one thing that I liked about CCDC is that the kids also had like business stuff that they had to maintain so they couldn't just disable services without getting penalized. Yeah. Was that the case for Cyberforce too? Yeah, and I think they had like uh like, yeah, if they wanted to reset their systems, so I think they had to like uh go through some process for that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I think that is where I think a large portion of uh my school that I was going up against kind of like 
probably lost points on was because they just kept taking services down to try to fix them and then they either were forgetting to bring them back up or couldn't bring them back up because <clears throat> someone deleted the Microsoft SQL database. <laughs> no, like I have to commend them though, 100%. Uh, after the thing was over, I talked to them and they were like, yeah, after you guys deleted the Microsoft SQL, we created it in MySQL on a hardened Linux box. And I was like, oh snap, that was awesome. Like, wow, just did that on the fly. So I wonder, I've never heard of somebody doing that. I mean, you just got to recreate the table, right? But I mean, in the database, but wow, I guess they had uh, a subset of the data that they needed to have in there, but hmm. I was very impressed with that. That is pretty cool. Wow. Yeah, definitely some bright kids. I remember my CCDC, I system 32 deleted system 32 on their domain controller that's probably the funnest thing funnest thing that i did savage yeah but my my test was like weird like i couldn't get connected in the beginning so i like got they got like a two-hour head start and i was working with brandon uh edmonds oh nice i felt bad for him because he's by himself but uh but i was able to get in later and do that so that was fun yeah i think that just killed their network and and didn't in ccdc didn't they have to uh they had like a mock CEO or something mm-hmm. they had to ask creds for. Or yeah, if they wanted to reset, they had yeah. to like go like talk to the CEO and get yeah. like ber- berated or whatever. What a PowerPoint. <laughs> yeah. Like, this is why we need to do this. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty what, funny. That's what I wanted to see for Cyberforce was like, you take you took down your domain controller. Like, I want a fake CEO to be standing over Just top the sysadmin being like, <laughs> we are making zero dollars right now. You know, what's this <laughs> revenue lost? Like, you have got to get this stuff back up. Oh my like, God. I want to get a little of that pressure yeah <laughs> they did have a what was called a green team so there was blue red and then green green was end users so they were actually doing like specific tasks all day like buying stuff from a web store or sending emails stuff like that so oh that's cool yeah i've heard of uh law schools doing these like uh classroom exercises where students have to come to some sort of settlement and if they don't settle, they get like extra fees or if they do settle that they get like part of their tuition reduced or something like it's in some way. I don't know the specifics. It affects like real money that they are paying if they're able to come to a legal agreement. So I think that'd be cool to see something in like a CCDC type thing. Like if you're able to keep the environment up all day, you get a bonus or whatever, and that gets your tuition reduced or you know something like that. Or in a college class, it's like you can improve your grades if you can hack into our database oh that would be cool yeah like this is where the teachers log in if you're able to find a vulnerability you can give yourself an a no no hard feelings nope you can even tell us about it that'd be cool (laughs) that would be really cool (laughs) but and dangerous don't do that yeah Yeah, ever without permission oh yeah 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 yeah. yeah. of course we're not yeah we would never say that no you should do that Uh, um yeah that was the other cool thing about cyberforce is um like when we were uh actually like so they had like kind of like a plan so like we weren't supposed to be destructive for the first half of the day it was like kind of more more passive stuff getting persistence and then as the day progressed they were like all right kind of you know hammer them like like do what do whatever um so that was pretty cool i liked that it was like a little more structured there um i felt like it was a little more um yeah it gave the blue team a little bit more of a chance which was nice because with after rmccdc i almost felt like bad it was like (laughs) just like oh man like that was that was rough i'm sorry guys like (laughs) yeah sorry i had to hack you so hard (laughs) yeah that's funny and just to to wrap up on some personal stuff what do y'all like to do like in your spare time and stuff we talked about snowboarding you also like to climb right tell us yeah i'm a climber i've been doing some like muay thai recently um so yeah but that's what i've been doing most of lately snowboarding and muay thai okay okay at the same time (laughs) 
at the same time. <laughs> no, that is just impressive. Yeah. <laughs> I see that in a movie. We've actually had to talk about this, how like how um crazy prevalent um like martial arts is in uh in like offensive security for like people or whatever. So I noticed that too. Yeah, because yeah. when I was doing jujitsu I did jujitsu at uh Matt Jubera's, uh not too far from here, Jubera Jiu Jitsu, shout out, shout out. Um and like he said, like almost like ninety five percent of the people were in tech, so like programmers and stuff. So it's very tech savvy stuff, martial arts. Yeah, huh. that is interesting. Yeah, yeah. I if it's a mindset thing. Yeah, Maybe. it's like problem yeah. solving. I think yeah. climbing might be like that because it's all just analytics. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just yeah, different problems like tackling it, how to go about it the best way and stuff. It's pretty cool. I, uh, yeah, I think that's definitely a big part of why I like it. Maybe it's also just that more and more people are working in tech nowadays. Because I've heard that tech jobs are becoming like increasingly a, a larger part of the workforce. Oh, like, for sure. I yeah. wonder what it is percentage-wise. Like, is it half? That'd be a good question. That's a good question. Mm-hmm. Something to look up. Yeah, because with like robots doing a lot of the like old factory jobs, we're needing more and more people to program those robot things. So, I don't know. I've heard a. I don't know what you would even call this. Like a statement i guess someone said that uh programmers are going to be like the next blue collar job because a lot of people are just maintaining other people's code so it's like you're a plumber for code or like i can a, see that yeah hmm. like yeah. a maintenance guy for for this code base it sounds like the whole learn to code thing oh yeah 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 a meme or whatever yeah, yeah. that was a big controversy wasn't it yeah the, just learn to code right yeah oh <laughs> brutal brutal <laughs> Some people are going to lose their jobs, and I think it was was it BuzzFeed? Some, I thought some, it was like truckers or something. Some media outlet just said, "Well, yeah, just learn to code or something like that." And it I've was seen like plenty of books that say you can learn, like you know, PHP or Java in twenty four hours. So, I mean, it's a good foundation, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> a twenty four hour degree, yeah, twenty four hours to Python expert. No, yeah. no, PHP. <laughs> now, Ryan, what do you like to do in your off time, spare time? I don't really have that much spare yeah. time. Uh, pretty much a lot of what this is probably bad for my, you know, mental health. But I do a lot of what I do at my at work at home as well. Like you know, I like tinkering with computers and stuff like that. So any yeah. cool new stuff you tinker with? Any IoT takeovers? Uh, or anything like that? I was playing with the uh, the DefCon badge a little while ago. Um, myself and Jimmy two times. Shout out. Uh, he helped me kind of like work on that. So he, we were like attaching pens at uh, like DEF CON and whatnot to try to get like code execution on it and stuff. So that was really cool. Nice. Ryan also came snowboarding with us recently, which was fun. Oh, nice. How was that? Not end well for me. Oh. Really? I was very sore. Oh, Did you get man. like any actual injuries or just feel beat up afterwards? I was pretty bruised. Nice. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's been over 10 years since I've been snowboarding. So it's like a real wake up call <laughs> on how long it's been <laughs> <laughs> was it sort of easy to get set up because i still haven't ever gone and i would love to go but it's just it's intimidating like i don't have a snowboard i don't know how to snowboard you just go and rent everything it's or fine how i've been once i think you can do that i think tallis would probably be better source on this we'll talk later <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay yeah. like i'm gonna take you snowboarding <laughs> come to this mountain it's fun it's i think fun. It, it does have a little bit of a high cost of entry as a hobby uh just having yeah. bought all the stuff I need to go snowboarding this year. Uh, it was definitely expensive, but uh, I'm hoping it'll help me, you know, get away from my computer screen for a little bit because that's definitely needed from time yeah. to time. Yeah, if you bought everything, are you planning on going a lot this season? Yeah, like uh, now that right after this test is over, I'm hoping to go nice frequently. Sweet. 
Well, good luck on the test. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that's going to be fun. Yeah. yeah. Well, now that it's public knowledge, I hope I don't fail. <laughs> More motivation. Yeah. Right, right. No pressure, right? Only the internet knows. Right. <laughs> good, good luck, Ryan. You have the whole community. Like, oh, good no. luck, buddy. <laughs> I don't like this one bit. <laughs> Sweet. All right. Well, unless you guys have anything else, yeah. maybe wrap up. Yeah. Thank you guys for uh, coming on. Yeah. It's Thanks nice for to having see us. you guys it again, too. Fun, yeah. Yeah, it's good to have you back too, Nate. I know, right? Hate I'll be back same. here again too. Cool. All right. Well, yeah. Thanks, guys, for coming on. It's been a good time. Absolutely. Thank you. And thank you for listening. Yes. Thank you, listeners. <laughs>